and welcome to episode three of the App Advice Weekly Podcast. This is your host, Trevor Sheridan of AppAdvice.com, and joining me as usual is my co-host, Brett Nolan of AppAddict.net. This week, we paint the town red as we battle each other to see who's calling for the App Store Kingdom. How you doing today, Brett? I'm doing pretty good. It was it was a light week for uh, new games this week, but I think we picked some, some decent titles to, to discuss in this episode, so I'm excited to uh, paint the town red. Yes. It's not always going to be like that overwhelming onslaught of new releases, but at least there's a few to talk about. And again, Apple's not making the most news. There's the usual rumors like there's going to be the iPads are delayed from spring into the fall and that we're going to get a new MacBook Pro that's an actual Pro model. But for January, there's not much to go off. Yeah, I mean, and then we get all of the tons of iPhone 8 slash iPhone X rumors, but no real concrete stuff at this point. We're just kind of waiting to see what and when Apple release stuff because they've kind of shifted around their schedules and have it all kind of pushed to that tail end of the year. So this tends to be a light time of the year unless they come up with some kind of a surprise, which we obviously haven't seen yet. Yep. And... That means we can get right to the apps. And the first one this week is called True Caller. It's pretty interesting. It came out in 2016, right at the tail end. And it uses Apple's new iOS 10 technology that allows... There's a developer API so developers can access kind of the calling information and the phone part of the iPhone. If you go into Settings and then Phone... You can go to call blocking and identification. It's a new section within settings in iOS 10, and now developers can access that and work with it so they can identify spam calls, and you can specifically block specific numbers. Or, yeah, that was good. <laughs> and <laughs> you can just, uh, you know, we saw an app like this last June that tried to use some like hacked version where you had to send your phone call to some weird number it checks it and then it rings back so now it's actually integrated in and it's a pretty slick operation yeah well actually this app originally came out way back in like 2013 like they've just recently updated it now to take advantage of this ios 10 functionality within the app and like you said we don't have this kind of kludge mechanic now where you have to have it kind of call you back and do all this shenanigans it's all baked into the ios and apple was smart enough to give the hooks out to uh these app developers to implement this in their own way and so i've enabled the app and i i've kind of set it up but i haven't received any spam calls yet i'm hoping it's either working or uh, it's I just I'm not getting spam calls. I'm getting them on my home phone, but on my my cell phone, so far so good. And it's either due to the app or just due to sheer luck. Yeah, the spam calls on the home phone. It makes you want to not have a home phone, but <laughs> <laughs> any calls that do come to your phone. I mean, like you, I haven't received a spam call yet, but just knowing those home spam calls and that. I had to change my number at the end of last or in the middle of last year because I was getting all these spam calls. And so I got a new number from Verizon. And hopefully with this app, I won't have to ever do that again. 
Yeah, I mean, it's fairly simple to set up. There, I, I'm still a little confused, and I tried to, I, like, searched their website to see if I could find out more information. They do have, you can download the app for free, and you can turn it on, enable it, and then they have a paid service that you pay two nine, uh, nine, $1.99 for 30 days, and that gives you the pro access, which uh, allows you to, I think it removes ads, and then that's where I'm confused as to exactly what else it gives you. There's something about 30 call or 30, I, I don't even remember contact what it said. It was requests. like 30, 30 contact requests. I don't even know what that means. Like, is that... I think it means that, say a call comes in, it identifies it on their servers and then tells you it's spam. Okay. No, so, no that's that sounds dumb. Because this no, is, yeah. it just says send 30 contact requests. So it's not additional, like you don't get any for free. I don't know. I don't know. So so I'm really confused. It says that I'm I'm protected right now, and it was free. And so I have no idea. I'm assuming this works. I, For the life of me, I could not figure it out. And so and just setting it up was kind of a pain at first, because what it does is it has you enter your phone number in, which is my cell phone number, and then it says it's going to send me an SMS message with this three-digit code I have to type in. Well, I did it about five times, and it never sent the code. It wanted me. It wanted to then call me back to do something over the phone, and I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't. I didn't know if they were going to try to upsell me or, or what, so I just ignored it. And then I figured I'll try again later in the day. Well, later in the day, I go try it again, and all of a sudden, a whole chain of these SMS messages start coming in. Like, one comes in, another one comes in, then maybe like five minutes later, three more come in with all of these three-digit codes I'd requested hours earlier. And eventually, I got a code that worked, and I synced it, and it and it's up and running. But it was just, I don't know if their system was just overwhelmed at the time, but it, it was kind of a weird uh thing to run into right off the bat when you're you're willing to try this service and and then this happens yeah though i mean it's still made as easy as you could want from this like it gives you the introduction the tutorial then you enter your phone number you give access and settings and then it sends you the three digit code that might be a delay but that's all you're kind of have to do and then right, that's all you, you really have to protected. do and then it's up yeah. and and then it's on like it's enabled and and going and and supposedly when you get one of these spam calls in it will identify it as spam because it searches its database of all of these numbers it knows about that are spam numbers so you know not to answer it or not to take the call so it's uh it's I'm curious to see. I'm leaving this enabled, and I'm going to see what happens, and hopefully uh, it'll catch something that comes in. Because I do occasionally get spam calls. They're not often, but every once in a while I get these calls that I don't pick up because I just don't even recognize the number. Yeah, and so there's also some caller ID. Truecaller says they have over 3 billion phone numbers, identifiable contacts in their system to provide you with the caller ID and spam identification. And so it's definitely one to try especially since it's a free download yes yeah and you don't have to you know do any kind of sending your number or giving it to like this whole you essentially you're you're giving your number to true caller so now you're identified if you start calling people and that's essentially what you're giving up by giving this a download Right, yeah, I tried to scan through the terms and conditions to make sure there was nothing that was kind of sketchy, and I didn't really see anything that worried me uh, that I didn't want to sign up for. Unlike that last app, I can't remember the name that we talked about, 
that they basically wanted to take over your phone. So now all your calls were routed through them. And that's not what this is. Your calls are coming directly to your device. You're not kind of giving them access to your phone to kind of grab your calls before they come in. Yep. So True Caller, it's free and it's iPhone only since it's phone calls. And then (laughs) that means we'll transition to some games. And the first game we're going to talk about this week is Red's Kingdom, which comes from Cobra Mobile. They made iBomber and Storm in a Teacup and something more relevant and recent than that. They made Um, a lot of those iBombers, a whole bunch of those iBomber ones. Yeah. They make some relatively high-quality games, and Red's Kingdom is a divergence for them, especially because it's more puzzle-like. So the iBomber series is relatively action-packed, and so Red's Kingdom, it's really puzzle-based. It's kind of that... It's a style you've seen before. It's not easily describable, but you're trying to essentially... Red is a little squirrel. His nuts have been taken, and now you have to go get him back. And to do so, you're going to traverse through the kingdom, and you simply swipe in the direction you want Red to roll, and then you're going to use the objects in the environment to align yourself to the path forward. So you'll you know run into... Uh, barricade you'll stop at that barricade and then you can move forward rather than going from side to side so red rolls until he runs into something and you need to use the objects to stop at certain points to then line up to move forward yeah so we've seen this kind of mechanism used in a lot of logic puzzle games before like quell and and some other uh, numerous titles too many to list that we've played on ios before but never have we seen it used at least not to my memory uh, as an actual like movement mechanic within like an adventure game, and I thought that was really cool, and it's a a neat way to use this what would normally be that puzzly aspect of a game, but now you're using it as movement, so you always are kind of puzzling around, figuring out how you're going to navigate this certain room you're in to make it to the exit or to hit some switches to change up the environment so you can reach certain objects or maybe there's like pots you can break to to get extra nuts or maybe you want to reach one of the enemies that's in the room and you want to go attack him so it it it's a neat way to use that logic puzzle mechanic but now have it in a much broader game and a much more entertaining if you if you're not into just like a logic puzzle game and you want more of a a wide adventure game you get that piece but then you still have this larger game that you get to play which i thought was a a really cool way to do this yeah it gives you that familiar mechanic but rather than just i completed level 51 you're actually going somewhere you're moving through the kingdom to find that king who stole all of your nuts And then as you go, you're going to encounter new enemies as well as new characters. You can attack enemies with this system by lining up, powering into them, and tapping it just the right second before you hit them. And that's when you collect certain items. So as you come across the new characters, they'll give you like an amulet, and that gives you the power to attack these enemies. And you're just going to build kind of your repertoire as you go. So there's more and more to do with this ever-expanding kingdom all built on a familiar mechanic of just swiping around the screen right and the whole story is just charming we have this little thing and they they even 
like make a joke right at the beginning in the opening cutscenes about his nuts being stolen. I mean, you can imagine <laughs> what. It would, and then like, there's a female there. She says, "What?" And so it, I they're they're really humorous about it, and it's just like these cute little characters, and they've just done a really nice job of just creating this whole wor- this new world and creating these fun characters and building up this story as you go. Yep, and so that's Red's Kingdom. It's $1.99. It's universal, and it's definitely stand-up for this week. Yep. It always helps to release on a week when there's not that much stuff. It become makes it becoming a stand-up that much easier. Yeah, I mean, you never know how much stuff it's going to get released. Sometimes stuff gets pushed back, and then... Uh, and then you just kind of hope that maybe there's more that's going to show up on on Friday, and then it doesn't always. Oh, one more thing I should mention about uh, about Red's Kingdom is when it released, it released on Wednesday night and it released at four ninety nine. Then on Friday it dropped to three ninety nine. Then on Sunday they put an update for some bug fixes, and they put big Sunday sale, and now it sits at one ninety nine. So I'm all for like putting stuff on sale, but you really should choose the lowest price you're going to do at launch before you launch, because otherwise now you really kind of hurt your biggest fans who bought it like release night. So, but it is available still for one ninety nine as of the recording. Uh, and so it, I don't know if it's going to stay at that price for a while, or if it's going to pop back up to its original four ninety nine price, but just so you know that that one ninety nine is apparently a sale. That's always good to know. And so up next is War Friends. It comes from Chilingo. And I think I saw this game first at GDC 2015. So that's March 2015. And now we're January 2017. And oh, it's wow. been in soft launch for over a year. And I guess they finally got to the point that they think it's good enough to be released. Because now it's available for everyone. It's a free-to-play battle game from Chilingo. And what you do is... It has kind of familiar aspects of Clash Royale, and then it's kind of a real-time strategy with the battle theme. So you have your, you know, soldier, and you have these little cover points that you can swipe to move between, and then you have your gun as well as grenades and a sniper rifle, and you're targeting your enemy who's moving back and forth between cover points and then you have these card based units so you can send out you know special heavy uh weaponry guys or you know rusher or grenade throwers and you have these different units you can send all while you're doing your thing of trying to take out your enemy and so you have the units kind of autonomously battling each other and going after your enemy while you're trying to constantly target them and then always staying out of danger as best you can as grenades and other bullets come towards you. And so it's real-time PvP battles. The entire game is built on that PvP infrastructure. And they've really done a good job. I mean, I see why it took them so long in soft launch since it's so heavily emphasized that online connectivity. But it's just really well done because they made it so simple that it's easy for that pick-up-and-play. You just have to take out your enemy and then those units that you have, they can auto-deploy. So really all you have to do is focus on your soldier trying to take out the other soldier as all kinds of other stuff is happening on the battlefield. Right, yeah. So it's it's like a third-person cover-based shooter is what it is. But that that element where they have those 
additional troops that you're deploying and your opponents deploying is what kind of really adds the chaos to the game because otherwise you can just run between these cover points and hope that your your opponent pops his head out and then try to take a few pot shots at him but you're the only reason they're going to take their head out is to actually shoot these other troops that might be coming dangerously close to where they are and so when you kill those troops that are attacking you, you actually, that's how you regain some of the energy you need to then deploy more of your own troops. So you constantly have this balance of trying to take out some of the troops that might be getting a little too close to you, not only for self-preservation, but to ramp up your, your energy meter. And then also trying to make sure you find a way to directly attack your opponent. Maybe you pull out your sniper rifle and wait for him to pop out and try to take a shot at his head to get a critical shot to take off enough health. But it's this whole balancing act, and it's just completely chaotic. That, And I, I really, really like the fact that you do not have to concentrate on deploying those troops. Because if I had to focus on that as well as trying to watch out for grenades that are being tossed at me so I know to run to a new cover point, it would just be too chaotic for me to even concentrate and play. But not having to focus on that deploying of the troops, you can set up what types of troops you want to have deployed, but it not actually having to hit the button to say, I want to deploy them, I want to deploy them, which is kind of... We talked about Star Wars Force Battle Arena uh, last week, was that? I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, and that had kind of the thing where you have to make sure you're focusing on deploying those troops as soon as your energy meter can deploy them. This takes out that element to make it that much more so you can focus. And I, I really like that in this game in particular, it's not a problem in Force in uh, Battle Arena just because there's not as much going on. But this, because you have enemies coming at you from all sides and grenades where you have to quickly respond to them, that I really like that aspect of them putting it in. I, I'm curious why it took so long. I, my guess is it's got to be the free-to-play mechanics. They were trying to just balance all that stuff out. And that's got to be a huge chunk of the time it took. But this one, when played with someone that you know, I think it's really entertaining. I'm not as sold on it when you're playing just against a random opponent that you just happen to pick up by saying, give me a match. But when you know the person you're going up against, it's it's really, really fun. Yeah. Like, I was playing the random matches, and then we played each other. It seemed much more compelling when we were playing each other versus some random person. And then as you go, you're going to unlock additional modes. There's a co-op mode. It's called Warpath mode. So that gives you kind of extra incentive to level up. I wonder how the game would kind of play out if they had an optional play against the AI and you could set the difficulty. So it allows you to play when you can't find an online connection or there's nobody available. And that's kind of the only other thing that I would like. Because then it has that whole card collecting and upgrading of your different units. So it has that whole system to keep coming back. But just the actual core game they could have expanded upon. Right, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yep, and so that's War Friends. It's one word, War Friends, and it's free, it's universal. And if you like kind of over-the-top action, this is definitely the right download for you. Yeah, and you definitely want to get a buddy to download it as well that you can compete against. Yep. So f continuing that competing against a friend idea, there's Golf Clash. And so rather than playing 
war, you're just playing a game of golf, and they've reduced it down to one hole. So you just try to beat your opponent to the hole in the fewest number of shots. It's not real-time fast-paced action. It's, you know, turn-based traditional golf setup. And the game is really simplified for touch. So it's not quite flick golf where you just swipe the screen. Instead, it's like a slingshot mechanic where you pull back on the screen to set the power, and then there's a waving arrow meter where you want to time it to be straight. And that just is all you do to let your shot fly. And you get to see on the big map of how far it's going to go. You can switch the distance based on the club you choose. And then once you're actually on the green to putt, there's a similar idea. But now you actually see the trajectory of your shot. So it's a really easy putting mechanic because it shows the curve on the screen you know, just by aiming it up. So if you aim to the left, it will show you that you your ball will break back towards the hole so you can line it up pretty well that way. So it's a really simplified version of golf made for back-and-forth multiplayer action. Yeah, and the nice thing they do is they force you to take your shot within a certain amount of time. So you're not going to be waiting on someone who just kind of disappears on you. They have a short period of time in with in in which they have to line up their shot and then take the actual shot. And like you said, it's that slingshot mechanic where you pull it back, and if you put, want to put a little extra power on it, you can, but there's a risk to that. Because when you drag it back even further than the normal club would go, then what happens is that little swinging bar that controls whether you're going to slice, hook, or hit it perfect, that thing starts flying back and forth as quickly as possible. So depending on how much extra power you put on, you're going to have to be that much more precise with your release to have it land right in the center of the target to get a perfect shot. Or maybe you do want to put a slice on the ball, then you can plan it that way too. So you release at the perfect time to put the slice or the hook, depending on where you want to land the ball for your next shot. And within the game, there's also like this whole mechanic where there's card packs because it's a free-to-play game. They have to find a way to to get money, and so it costs you coins to enter into a competition. Those are given out really uh, easily, so you don't have to worry about getting those. Then there's uh, these chests which have these packs of cards in them, and what those are is like in I'll bring it up again the the Force Arena where you get X number of these cards, and that allows you to then upgrade that particular club. So the first time you get it, you unlock a new club, and they have different specs on them. So they might be more accurate, they might get a better distance, they might be uh, more distance when they hit and then roll, so they might get a better roll, and so you unlock all these different club types and they're used at certain locations so you'll have one that's like a rough iron so you use it when you're in the rough you'll have a a, a sand a sand club wedge. that you can use to yeah i sand wedge yes yeah I, my mind just went blank i do play golf uh a sand wedge to hit out of the sand or you have a bunch of different drivers that you can use and uh you'll unlock these clubs as you go you have to get lucky for certain clubs to show up or you can buy them using currency to buy at least that initial card to have it in your arsenal of clubs to choose from and then they also have different ball types you can unlock but that's all the the mechanics that how they're going to earn money from you but a lot of it you can get it all for free just by playing through and getting the luck of certain cards popping up so that's where it starts to try to get you to play more and more so you can unlock these different clubs to then be able to play better against 
other opponents. So, like, you and I were a little mismatched because I played a bunch of this and I had unlocked all these extra clubs so mine would inherently just hit further right off the bat than yours. So, there is some matchmaking when you're going on the random match where they try to line you up with someone with equal uh, like clubs that you have. But if you start to play against other people that maybe they haven't played as much, you may have some major advantage if you play a lot compared to another player that might just be starting out because they don't have all the clubs unlocked you have, in which case you might want to downgrade your clubs and just use the, the stock set to start it so you're not overpowering your opponent. Yeah, and so War Friends and Golf Clash, they're similar in that they're exclusively online-based. There's no AI kind of opponent. If you don't have an online connection, you can't play. And then they're free to play. Though with Golf Clash, like you said, it, the coins to enter contests or in the tournaments are free-flowing. And with War Friends, you can play one-on-one -on -one battles as much as you want. All the extras, the different clubs or the different units and more friends, that's where the free-to-play mechanics come in. And it's, I mean, you can ignore it and still enjoy what both of these games have to offer. Right. It's only when you start to try to compete at, at, at like, the same level as all the other players out there that you're going to notice that you don't have necessarily the stuff that someone who maybe played a lot has or was willing to actually spend real money on it. And so as long as you go into that with that knowledge you can have a lot of fun with these free games just know that you may not be able to compete at the highest level with all of these other players yeah and i don't know if there was full pay to succeed or pay to win setup it it still seemed balanced relatively well yeah both of them do i, I mean you could buy a lot of I haven't unlocked the card packs in, in Warfriends yet, but I know in Golf Clash you could just theoretically buy a whole ton of these chests in hopes that you would keep on unlocking the best clubs to, to use. Yeah. But I still think it's still based on your level. Those, you know, each time right. you're going to do that, you're leveling up. And so me just starting out isn't going to face, you know, we manually matched. Other than that, right, I don't. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that kind of balances out. But if you're at level well, 15 also, and if you've been playing free the whole time and then someone just, you know, bought their whole way, I don't know how that will be balanced. Well, also, the nice thing about Golf Clash is your rating goes up and down depending on if you're winning or losing. So if you start losing a bunch, your rating's actually going to start to go down until you start winning and then you capture more points and start moving back up again. So you do have to win to stay at your current level. And to improve. So it's not like you can just level up all these clubs and then always just be a winner. If you if someone else does it too and you start losing to them, then you're going to come down into lower brackets and you'll have to work your way back up again. Yep. And so that's Golf Clash. Again, it's also free and it's universal. And like we said at the start, there's not the most going on for Episode 3, but, but I think that's it for this week. Yeah, I think those games should settle you over till next week. Hopefully we'll get a, a good crop of stuff for, for the next show. And to everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time. Talk to you later.